You're listening to Simply Katie. Season 2. The chaos continues. Hey guys, it's Katie here, and we are now in Season 2. I feel like to me, that is kind of crazy, but we're here. So my goal for Season 2 is to talk about and bring awareness to more mental health issues than just anxiety and depression. While yes, so many of us struggle with both of those things, there are people out there who struggle with more than that. Also, disclaimer, I am sick, so if you hear me have the sniffles at all, that is why. I am hoping that it's just a cold, but you never know. Either way, we're going to get through it, right? I've got my handy dandy Dr. Pepper. And we're going to tackle this. Um, so tonight, one of the mental illnesses I would like to talk about is body dysmorphic disorder, or BDD. It is a disorder that affects one and a half to two and a half percent of the general population. So that's about one out of every 50 people, which, if you think about it, is not a lot, but it's not a little either. Um, it is most commonly developed with people around the age of 12 and 13. That's the most common age of when this starts. Um, and it is a disorder where you have a obsession with something wrong with yourself. So the idea that you have this perceived flaw of yourself and you obsessive about it for hours each day. You cannot control the negative thoughts you feel. You don't believe anybody when they tell you that they look fine and your thoughts can cause emotional issues, emotional distress, and it can honestly interfere with your everyday functionality. Um, It could cause you to miss work. It could cause you to miss school. It could cause you to avoid any sort of social situation and isolate yourself. It could cause you to isolate yourself from family and friends out of this sole fear that somebody might notice your flaws. Um, It could be something like a crooked nose or an uneven smile or your eyeballs being too big or your eyeballs being too small. Um, And we fear that other people will judge us because of that. Now, people with BDD, body dysmorphic disorder, have this persistent and intrusive thought that something is drastically wrong with them in their appearance. And um, typically a person with BDD will find fault with something like their hair, their skin, their nose, their breasts, their stomach. And it could be something that is honestly a very slight imperfection or even non-existent. But somebody with BDD will see the flaw as massively significant and prominent and it will honestly make it so they don't want to leave their house. Um, and they they say that it's not really clear as to how this develops. It could be, you know, um, development. It could, it could be neurological. It could be an issue with serotonin in the brain not functioning properly. It could be from sexual trauma. It could be from a personality trait. 
there's no specific cause. Um, now, for people who do have this, um, signs and like symptoms of BDD would be, um, you know, constantly wanting to camouflage what they look like, like the way that they pose in pictures, the way that they dress, um, hair, makeup, the way that they wear hats maybe, um, like for a man who's balding, you might never see him without a hat. Constantly comparing their body parts to other people's, like man, I wish I had Jennifer Aniston's nose, or I wish I had that girl on Instagram's body. They might, you know, seek surgery to fix it, like a nose job or a tummy tuck. Um, constant obsessive looking in the mirror or even avoiding mirrors, um, excessive exercise, changing clothes constantly because they feel uncomfortable, and people who typically have body dysmorphic disorder um, usually also suffer from anxiety disorders, like, you know, our favorite social anxiety. Um, they could suffer from depression, eating disorders, or OCD, um, because that idea that BDD is kind of an obsessive disorder because it's causing you to constantly obsess about an issue that may or may not actually be present um, and it causes these repetitive behaviors and so um, as far as you know you're probably wondering how do how do I treat this how can I fix this well here's an idea so there's a few things you can do um, there are effective treatments like um, behavioral therapy. There's a um, there's a thing called CBT, which is your cognitive behavioral therapy, and it's the idea that they teach you ways to identify healthy thinking from unhealthy thinking, and help you to replace your negative thoughts with positive thoughts. Sometimes this works out well for people. Sometimes it doesn't. Um, there's also obviously you know what we've talked about in the past with antidepressant medications, like SSRIs. And they can help kind of with the obsessive parts of BDD to um, help tone them down. So people who do suffer from BDD can feel a little bit of a sense of normalcy. And it's kind of this idea that, um, you know, for me, I, I don't like my stomach. Um, I've never liked it for as long as I can remember. I remember being in middle school. And honestly, looking back on it now, I was really small, but I didn't like that I had this like little baby tummy. So every time I would wear a shirt that actually fit me, I would see that little like tummy that I had and I would change my clothes. I typically wore um, shirts that were more of an A-line fit that were tight around the bust and then, you know, kind of peplumed out because I didn't like the idea of the focus being on my stomach. And I constantly feared that this would make me look ugly or hideous or that people wouldn't find me attractive. I would constantly be fixing my shirt in the mirror, constantly be changing because maybe my pants didn't fit right or I didn't like the way that my shirt sat on me. Um, I started really getting into makeup because I thought maybe if I make my face look really good, people won't even notice my stomach. Um, and in high school, I never wore 
a normal bikini because I didn't like my stomach. You would always find me like in tan kinis, you know, the, <laughs> the swimsuit that went from basically top to bottom. And um, it was really rare that you would catch me in a two-piece like that you could see my stomach because I just didn't like it. And I remember um, going to basic training and joining the army and I remember I was in the best shape of my life. Like I was extremely physically fit. I felt really good about myself, but then I would always still look down at my stomach and it just didn't go away. It was like this little tiny baby gut. And, um, you know, of course, then I went on to have children and that baby gut turned into saggy skin and now it's even worse. And I would honestly say my body dysmorphic disorder got worse as I got older. I think that it's been the worst probably between the ages of like 23 and now, but it comes and goes. And obviously for me, my OCD pays a big part in that because I'm obsessed with trying to make things as perfect as possible. And having OCD and being a perfectionist, it just really ignites the fuel in body dysmorphic disorder because you want so badly to fix these things and to make them better and to make them go away. And, you know, you're looking at something that to others they might not even see. Um, <laughs> and I got to a point in my adult life where I was in a relationship where I was so unhappy with my body that I wanted to wear t-shirts in the shower. I did not want to look in the mirror. I would only look in a mirror that would show my face to do my makeup and that was it. Um, I hid behind really baggy sweatshirts. I tried to constantly hide my body because I was so embarrassed by it. Um, I avoided going out at all costs because I didn't want people to look at me and think I was fat. And um, then I got into a healthy relationship with somebody who constantly complimented me, which honestly was almost reverting to the drastic other end because <laughs> I reached this point where I didn't believe them. You know, they were telling me I was beautiful and I was pretty and I just was kind of like, no, what I see in the mirror is like an 800, 900 pound person. And you're telling me that I'm so hot and so fit and no matter how much I looked in the mirror, I didn't see what he saw. And it bothered me. Like, it completely destroyed me. And I just constantly felt ugly. I felt not good enough. I felt like I had to obsessively work out. I felt like I needed to get different bras to make my chest look, you know, more perky. I needed to wear body trimmers to make my belly look better. Um, I tried honestly so many different things just to try to look skinny and then I reached a point where I went from about 190 pounds to about 150 pounds and I felt good. I was wearing shorts again but my stomach and then we moved to a place where you know I wasn't outside as much and winter came and it was in the negative 30s, negative 40s. We didn't really go outside because there was just so much snow and my body dysmorphia got really bad again because I felt like without obsessively working out and constantly being outside and running around like I was in Oklahoma that I was getting fat and so I started seeing this huge, huge person in the mirror and it got to the point where it made my depression so bad that I was obsessively putting on makeup I wouldn't 
be without it. I was wearing it seven days a week. Um, I was wearing it to bed. I would cry taking off my eyelashes because I was embarrassed that if you saw me without makeup, you would see how fat I was. And here's the funniest part, you guys. From the time I left Oklahoma to now, I've gained maybe four pounds. But my mindset in my mind is that I went from being 150 to like 975 pounds. And this can affect people more than just like their stomach. It can affect you not liking your nose, not liking your complexion. Like for me, I have horrible rosacea. I hate how my skin looks without foundation on. Um, for a lot of our guys out there, they might constantly be wearing hats because they're thinning or balding. Um, we might hate that our breasts are too big or that they're too small or that they're lopsided. Um, for guys, there's a body dysmorphia where um, they get muscle dysmorphia. They feel like they're too small or not muscular enough. And... Um, our guys can be insecure too, you guys. Um, guys can deal with this and suffer from this just as easily as we can. So if you're married to somebody or dating somebody and he's always like, hey, do I look okay? Does this shirt look good? Be patient with him because he can be suffering just the same way. And guys, if you're listening to this and your girl is constantly asking you how beautiful she is, bear with her because you might be seeing somebody that she might not be seeing and she might be seeing somebody that just doesn't exist. Um, but on that note, um, when people can get really bad with BDD, if, if it's not treated or brought to attention, it can get worse over time and it can lead to severe anxiety. It can lead to severe depression and it can lead to, you know, suicidal thoughts. Um, so I do want to say... If you have BDD and it's so bad that you feel like you want to hurt yourself or attempt suicide, please don't be afraid to reach out to 911. Please don't be afraid to call Suicide Hotline. As always, it's 1-800-273-TALK. Um, they also have a web chat on their website. Um, or talk to your mental health professional like your psychiatrist um, or your therapist. Or talk to your primary care provider. Reach out to a friend. Just don't don't feel like you're alone and don't feel um, embarrassed because it is something that is there. It exists and you are okay because you have that. You are beautiful. You're amazing. Um, and, you know, a lot of these things can come from childhood teasing or being a perfectionist like I was talking about or maybe the so so the society's idea of what a perfect person should look like or a beautiful person should look like um anxiety can also peak this like i said depression can also peak this um it can cause major mood disorders it can cause really bad eating disorders um but now that i shared my story with you guys i'm going to take a little bit of a break and when I come back, I'm going to share with you guys um, a story from another person I know who also suffers with um, body dysmorphic disorder to hopefully give you a little more insight to know that um, if you do suffer from BDD, you're not alone. Hey guys, so new season means new opportunities and have I got one for you. At SimplyKatie.com, if you've gone on in the past, you've probably seen things like 
direct ways to listen to my podcast, my blog, daily thoughts, and direct ways to view Instagram posts. But now, with season two, I've added Simply Katie merch, where you can purchase directly from simplykatie.com. I have things like stickers and shirts. Our stickers are two inch by two inch vinyl squares, and they are waterproof, which means you can get them wet if you have them on a water bottle, they won't sun fade. They are awesome. You can stick them to anything you drink out of. You can stick them to your laptop. You can stick them to your journal or wherever life takes you that you feel like you need a sticker. Our t-shirts are also unisex, which means they're great for men and women. And the men, they're gonna fit nice and perfect. For our females, if you like a tighter fit, I recommend sizing down one size, but if you like a comfortable fit, I would stick with the size that you would normally get. And they've got some great colors, and we also have two logo options. So we have the Simply Katie traditional logo, and then we also have a new Live Simply shirt design. And they're fun, they're great, and you need to go check out simplykatie.com and get yours today. So, when I was living in Oklahoma, I became really good friends with somebody named Hannah Gendron. The reason our friendship became so great was because we shared a lot of similarities with mental illness, like anxiety and depression. We also got on the topic of body dysmorphia and I asked if she would like to share her story. So what I'm gonna read to you guys now is a direct version of her story and her struggle with body dysmorphia to give you a better idea of realizing that you are just not alone if you are also somebody who struggles with BDD. Hannah had to say, body dysmorphia had been a long and painful journey that started when I was a teenager. I grew up in the South where image was everything. To my grandma, I could always lose a few more pounds. To cheer and dance coaches, I would be perfect if I dropped a size. Growing up, I never heard, hey, you look great, or you are perfect how you are. There was always room to improve, and I was starving myself to be what I thought everyone wanted. As I got older and got out of high school, the same idea was in jobs I worked at, where we had to be the prettiest, skinniest, and essentially the perfect or a fantasy. My relationship I was in was not any better. To him, I could always be hotter and tried so hard to be. And then I got pregnant. I was so excited. I finally felt like this was a beautiful time. I'm gonna be loved and respected and I don't have to look perfect all the time. I was so wrong. My body dysmorphia grew even more because the man I was with made me feel like I was disgusting and couldn't be loved. He was abusive in more ways than just words, but his words are what I got the most. My feelings got worse after, of course. I had postpartum depression and body dysmorphia. I was only 19, so I didn't know what was going on with me. I just knew I hated myself. Then I had a second and third child and things were just worse. After each kid, I would slim down, but I couldn't handle the new body. On top of not having anyone there to help me navigate it and make me feel beautiful or like I had time to get back in shape. It was always, 
you've gotten fat, you're disgusting, I don't want to touch you. I was a shell. I was overeating because that is all that made me feel better, but it didn't help. Once I got out of the awful relationship with my children's father, I started to find myself. I met people who understood what I had issues with and helped me build confidence. I decided to start dating again and I met a man who loved me for the body I had. He made me feel beautiful and despite all of my negative feelings about myself, he reassured me none of them were true. It was so hard to believe and still to this day, I have a hard time believing him. And we have been married for four years now. I have to live day by day because I never know how I'm going to wake up feeling about myself. I love my body now more for sure, but it's never for long and it's so hard because I want to. You have to remember, if you struggle with this, it's real and you're not alone. It's okay to need validation if you're having a bad day and you just need to be told that you look good. What we deal with is hard and it definitely takes reassurance. You need people in your corner that will love you during your hard times. And that goes for anything, regardless of the struggle. Even when it's hard, don't forget to love yourself too. So the reason I wanted to share that with you guys is because it was just so raw and so real. And it shows that on top of everything that she was going through in her own life, whether it was personal with, um, you know, relationships, her body struggles, just like mine, they come and go. And body dysmorphia, the thing that sucks about it is it's not permanent. It comes and goes. And um, sometimes it's not so bad and sometimes it's intense. But she's right. And just like I told you guys as well, if you're struggling with this, you're not alone. And you may see one thing, but please try to give people the benefit of the doubt when they tell you that you're beautiful. Because they're seeing something that you just may not see. And you might be seeing something that may not exist. And I know it's hard to think that because we just want to feel normal. We want to feel beautiful. We want to be what society wants us to be. (laughs) But the thing that makes you beautiful is the fact that you're unique. The fact that you have things about you that nobody else has. So while you are navigating through this difficult time in your life and you are finding things that you struggle in, Stop and remind yourself when you think, man, I don't like my nose. Think to yourself, you know, I don't like my nose right now, but I have super awesome eyes. Or, you know, I don't like my shoulders. They're really wide, but I have a great smile. Let's try to get into this idea that we have positive things about us and focus more on those and redirect our thinking from being negative to finding a positive in life. And the more we can find those positives, the more we will outweigh those negatives. But as always, you guys, you're not alone. Do not be afraid to reach out to somebody if you feel really overwhelmed. Do not be afraid to talk to somebody if you feel like this is something that is out of your control because we all deal with social issues and mental illness in different ways and how you deal with them and how other people deal with them is their own personal story and do not be afraid that your story is different than somebody else's
if you feel like you need help, do not be afraid to reach out. I hope you guys have an amazing day, and I look forward to chatting with you again soon. If you liked what you heard today and you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please do not be afraid to leave a review. Also, if you want to see more content, please check us out on Instagram at Simply Katie Podcast or on Facebook at Simply Katie. I would love to see you as one of my favorite people joining me along for my journey.